This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, burr, 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 it's been cold all throughout January, and as we come up to the tail end of it, we're ready to warm things up with you a little bit, and with me today is someone we've had many times, so glad to have John Kramer, the guru of all things book marketing, for authors, whether you're traditionally published, indie published, uh, hybrid published, self-published, uh, maybe you're thinking about being published, but this is the guy that you want to tap into and work with. John's the author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books, and he's probably come up with a million and one ways uh, since I last talked with him. But there's always evergreen, and there's always new, improved, and we're going to be jump, jumping into those. And we also want to tell you about a special event that we're going to be doing next month that you want to participate in calling The Taste of the Author You Extravaganza, and you can participate in the online summit, as well as the Author You Extravaganza that's going to be in the mountains this year in August. So with that, John, welcome back to the program. Hey, how are you, Judith? <laughs> I'm great. I am so thrilled that we're in 2018, as a matter of fact. Well, happy Chinese New Year soon. I know it's been it's going to be the year of the woof woof dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be great. I'd like that. You know, I like leaving the year of the rat, um, but you know, I actually wish it was the year of the horse, John. I, I had a blog that I popped out last week saying it's my year of the horse, where you have to have a you know a strong back. You're going to have to work your butt off, be able to carry a, a you know a, a strong, a, a really a heavy load in this book marketing deal. Um, and I, I'm always amazed, and I, and, I, and I always want to know, what do you see new? What do you, what do you see evolving from last year into this year? But I'm always well, amazed how authors put marketing in, in, into, into the hind end instead of thinking it in the beginning. Yeah, well, you know, there's a whole range of things that you can talk about in terms of what people that are new, that are just starting out can do, versus what people can do that have been in for a while and they're just not seeing very many results, and, of course, the long-time experienced person. But some of the things that are, I think are still hard, social networks are still hot, and they can produce results. Uh, you know, Facebook Live videos are still working for people. People are still, still paying attention to them. And I would actually encourage people, rather than create a Facebook page, to create a Facebook group. The advantage of a group is that you have other people maintaining the page. And, and yep. you know, so it's not just you adding content, it's other people adding content to that page. And you can invite people to a group in, in a different way. You can actually add them to a group 
Whereas in a page, you have to invite and wait, invite and wait. You, know? <laughs> you can actually build a group faster than a page. You know, I and I'm trying to get my page um, from my page people. If you're interested in publishing, get over to this group because this is where the action is going to be. I'm not going to be talking about anything in the literary world on this page. And I don't post about my kids. I mean, I just don't. I don't post about my kids in that. If you want to see what's really happening, I don't talk about what I eat. <laughs> this, this what's is where that page again? <laughs> the group? The, it, it's Judith Bras publishing with the Book Shepherd. Oh, okay. Now get over there and start posting all your stuff. Um, yeah. You know, and the other thing is, you are absolutely right about the the groups. The momentum of the group comes about the activity of other people. The the LinkedIn group, which is very active, um, has started with I think I rounded up sixty people five years ago. There are sixteen thousand seven hundred people there now. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and uh, and I mean, realized that I am a member of your uh, uh, book publishing help group. You changed the name. Well, because I decided I needed to have my name all over everything. <laughs> I mean, but this is branding. Is that not part of marketing? It is. And uh, you figure out how you want to brand. <laughs> and and that's important. And that's part of what I suggest in creating a, a page is ideally even the URL is branded. Uh, for example, my group is Book Marketing Success Stories. And uh, so people can share their success stories on that pay, uh, group, and it, it's really kind of fun to see what people share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you get ideas, number one. You never know what people are doing that are very cool. I, I, I'm going to share a branding. I, you know, I've, I've been a postcard advocate, and then my... Uh, class I teach, like my next one, my two-day intensive coming up, Judith Bryles, uh Speaking Unplugged. I built my entire speaking business. But number one, I was good. But two, with postcards. I'm a big, I love postcards. And um, I used to deliver, um, and, and I'll tell you where I'm going with this, but that whenever I was out and gig, I always left behind a postcard that people could mail in if they're interested in having me speak, blah, 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 blah. We got in the mail last week, John, a postcard that I put out. And because we used to have a little thing, the stamp and the postcards were 23 cents at that time. <laughs> Do you know how many years ago that was? I don't know, but I know when it was two cents. <laughs> well, honey, you're, now you're really dating yourself. You know, you and, you and I are both long in the tooth. But with that said... It was 23 cents. So we're going back at least 15 years. Yes. And this person held on to my postcard for 15 freaking years and reached out and said, we'd like you to have come do a workshop. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's something that's really, you know, significant. People, authors don't realize that they need to be in it for the long term. You know, it, it's it's oh. not just, you know... You leave things, you know, you leave parts of yourself around wherever you are, you know, you, when, wherever you go, online, offline, etc. and people pick up on it. I mean, I know people that have similar experiences with magazine articles that uh, somebody read 10, 15 years later and said, well, this is great, and uh, reached out to the person. 
Mm -hmm. Well, that's why, you know, I, I rip things out. I mean, I, I have never gone away from print. People have heard me say this a zillion times on this show. If I have one addiction, it's called books. Um, uh, I mean, I, I read print books. I love print books. I have, I have libraries. I have three sets of libraries in my house um, that you know that this is a house that reads. And that it, it's, it's just really important to understand that, it, but that's the whole marketing side, but that, that people, they hold on to stuff. So I always believed when I was out on the road that I always left something behind, and by God, it had my contact information on it. Yes, and it absolutely has to. And even if you move, a lot of that contact information will go with you, especially in today's Internet world where, or, or even mobile world where your phone number goes with you nowadays, and also your website goes with you, your email goes with you. So no matter where you live, uh, you know, the only thing that changes is your mailing address. And even when I moved from Iowa to New Mexico, I had a friend go check my post office box in Iowa for about five years and mm -hmm. forward e uh, mail to me so that I didn't lose that information. Eventually it trickled down to almost nothing, so I let the po post office box go. But uh, for, for many years I kept it on and my friend kept sending me the, the mail. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really important. Um, to to have that and see we get this too we keep our PO box and we go down once a week to check it but most of it comes to our actually physical address now but there's still the hanger ons you know we've had this PO box for well over ten years yeah uh, and I keep and I debate it do I dump it do I go you know what no <laughs> so <laughs> and for me that you know that's still crucial. Uh, I still get lots of good stuff uh, from the mail, you know, in terms of questions, orders, and so on. Although most of it nowadays in today's world obviously comes through email and social interactions. And, uh, you know, that's still going to be the case. You know, the other thing with Facebook that's still important for people is, you know, authors really need to try out Facebook ads. They're still working for people. You know, I go to Facebook and, you know, every time I'm seeing ads all the time. And so it's still working for people because I wouldn't be seeing those ads if it wasn't working for people. Now, there are some stupid people that will keep doing ads that don't work, but most people don't do ads unless they work. Well, I think it's something they try. I, I, you know, I had a discussion just the other day with someone on the Facebook ads things and, and, and was um, not real happy with some of the outcome. And I said, well, that I don't know how you're measuring or how you're looking at them. I don't know what your Facebook ads look like. I don't know what where they're being dropped into. I mean, those are all critical things that you have to set up from the get-go. Oh, and the most important thing is, you know, who are you targeting on Facebook? Uh, because if you, you know, if you just say, well, I'm going to run an ad and you don't really pick a good targeted group, uh, you know, it's not going to work that well for you. So you really have to think... Uh, about that Facebook ad and then test it out and then change it and then test it again and change it until it's working for you. And, you know, so to me, if somebody comes to me and says, well, the Google ads aren't working for me or Facebook ads aren't working for me or Amazon ads aren't working for me, the first thing I ask them is, how many tests have you done? How many changes have you made? Have you found something that works? Because in, in all three of those advertising opportunities, People have found ways to make it work, but you have to keep testing. 
until you find the right wording, the right audience to make the ad work. Now, Facebook ads, because you can really target them in a much more, uh, in a deeper way than you can with uh, Google or Amazon, is really important. And, you know, so for me, that's why I really like Facebook ads. And so far, they're still, uh, you're able to target in a really deep way, and, and that's valuable. Um, so I would recommend if you're a newbie uh, or and you haven't done anything and your book is about to come out, well, then you need to do some Facebook ads. Okay, so hold that, um, John. Hold that. We're going to take a quick This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, we're talking about marketing, book marketing, your marketing, author marketing. 
for this amazing year of 2018, which is going to be the year of the woof woof dog, according to the Chinese. And with me is book marketing expert John Kramer. He's the author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books. He's a mentor to a zillion authors who have sold a combined, listen to this, one billion, actually over one billion with the B books. He's the founder of the Billion Book Initiative and to help the next generation of book market authors sell another billion books. So that's you, dear listener. So John was just, um, we got a little bit cut off at the end. We were talking about why you needed to really do your testing. And I think one of the things, John, that you said that people don't uh, grasp is testing. Testing their ads before they go full-blown with them um, and their market. You absolutely have to do that because otherwise you're wasting money and you're wasting time. So, uh, you know, to me, it's all about testing, and that's a really neat thing about uh, online ads is that you can test at a very low cost. You can limit your exposure to what it's going to cost you. You can say, okay, I want to spend $3 a day or $10 a day. So you can limit it, and within five days, you'll know whether or not that ad's working, and then you switch it if you need to. Mm-hmm. So it's a really amazing technology in a sense that allows you to reach out to people and very targeted group people and actually produce some sort of real results with it. And to me, that's what, you know, social networking or online marketing is all about. You really do have to test, you know, and of course with me, uh, with Facebook ads, the one thing I want to do is add the person to my list because the list is everything in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, so, but, but if you're doing face, let me just add this. If you're doing online marketing or whether it's an ad thing, you've got to, that it's, that I'm assuming if they come back and they bite, you, they're on your list, which is you want, but you're not going to be able to add them to your list until they bite at whatever you're offering. Is that correct? Am I thinking right. wrong? They have to click on your Facebook ad and, and then once they do that, you have the opportunity to add them to your list by giving them something free. And then, of course, uh, you might add them to a second list when they actually buy something from you. And it's actually good to uh, segment your list or, or highlight uh, so that when you want to, you can send to prospects, and at other times you can send to actual buyers. And, you know, that's one thing that when you have a email technology, you should be trying to de- uh uh, get people uh, segmented so that you can actually target only the people who have bought from you when you've got something that you want to offer special. Um, I love that idea. So that you go, I mean, and we do multiple lists when I come back to program from groups and I've added new names on. But I think really having people who are true buyers, that, that number one, they become, they become fans, assuming whatever they bought works. Um, right. You've got fans that you can just go on. And I think the whole, now we're talking back to, you know, we're kind of tiptoeing into um, the super fan phrase that when, you know, if you've got super fans, I mean, all you don't need. Well, if you had a couple of thousand super fans, let me tell you, you're talking about creating um, nice income. When you have multiple thousands of super fans, um, you don't need a hundred thousand book sales. You, what you need is having super fans 
who are dedicated to what you offer, whether it's online entities, whether it's your book, whether it's your consulting services, whether it's speaking, whatever, you start building those fans. You know, it's that niche thing that I always talk about. The more you niche yourself, the bigger your market you can become. But, um, I mean, that's where I've always operated from. I don't know if you are counter to me or... Um, no, no. I think that that's, that's what you want. You want to build a real tribe uh, with, uh, you know, fans that really like everything you do and, and buy, you know, a number of the things. Because they're also the people that are going to be your word-of-mouth army. They're the ones that are really going to talk about you and talk you up and so on. I have one... Uh, video uh, marketer that I follow a lot and I get all his sales messages and gosh, you know, about once every month I buy something from him uh, through one of his affiliate links or something like that because I trust him. I trust him more than all the other people I get internet marketing from. And that's part of what you, what you need to do. And the thing is that even when you're first starting out and you don't have a list, the first thing you need to do is build a list. You start to build a tribe, and you start. I like to say that marketing starts when you have the idea for the book because at that point, you should have a pretty good idea fairly soon after you have the idea for the book who you want to reach, who the audience for the book is. And so you start to build, as you're writing the book, you start building a website or platform for people to get to know you as someone who's passionate about this particular topic, whether it's, uh, you know, and even with fiction you do that. Because with fiction you can start to share your writing as you write the book. And and one author that I know did a online podcast where he shared the book uh, as a podcast as he wrote it. By the time he was done writing the book, he had 80,000 people listening to his podcast. Oh, and he had... He had a, a a book publisher saying, we want to buy that book. You know, he didn't even have to go look for them. They came to him because he had a tribe, 80,000 people, one person at a time. I love, I love that idea. It's like the old days when we used to, you know, before we had big fancy color TVs, John, where we used to sit around and listen to the radio. Yeah. <laughs> The discussion I had was someone last night over dinner about, about the first time he can remember seeing the first color movie. I couldn't remember seeing the first color movie I saw, but I do remember watching after the three channels went off the air at night on our little black and white box. <laughs> you didn't watch the test pattern, did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Me too. I loved it. <laughs> I always waited on Saturday morning until the station came on i watched the test pattern until the my favorite uh Roy rogers western came on or something like that <laughs> but you know the podcasting is still a very vital um avenue because people listen to podcasts riding to work uh driving to work uh running uh doing exercises uh working out at the gym uh, cooking. There's lots of places where people say, I want to listen to something and and it not just be the latest hip-hop thing or something like that. I want to be educated or I want to be entertained. And, you know, there's two different kinds of podcasts you can do, an entertaining one or an educational one. You know, you have, with this show, a, an entertaining uh, show. 
you know, I mean, not an entertainment. <laughs> well, sometimes, but, <laughs> but it's mainly an informational, educational show, and you know that's what its uh, primary purpose is, and that's why people tune in over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's always different. I mean, you know, one thing we have not done on our show in four years is what they call an encore show. It's always new. I, I don't, yeah. I don't do reruns, so. It's like I'm um, actually as as people are um, listening to this show, I am underground finishing my 36th book. All right. You know, and and so we you know, we've done a pre-record. It's new, new, new information, new material, some old, some new. Um, and that I, and I'm going to escape so I can do my writing, but I always leave behind fresh new stuff. And I, and I think that helps. Yes. And, you know, it's one reason that, you know, I have an active website where, I, you know, I'm always, uh, putting up new content because again, it's sort of like leaving things behind for people to discover you. And the more content you have on a website, the more opportunities people have to discover you. And, you know, so I've built out a pretty active author website. Now, some authors, they don't want to do that. But I still think you should blog at least once a week. And if you don't do it on your own website, then go to someplace like medium.com, M-E-D-I-U-M.com, and it's free, so you can build a blog there. And the nice thing about doing it at, say, at Medium is that Medium helps you to promote it. They don't do a great job at it, but at least they help to get exposure for you. And Medium has great uh, credibility, so it's a great place to, to have a blog, even if you already have a blog somewhere else. What I do on Medium is I simply reblog some of the stuff I put on my own website. Because it's reaching out to a new audience, an audience that may not have discovered me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So if you have a blog, let me just, because we have two minutes before our next break. So if you currently have a blog that, and my blog's up on my website. Um, so I blog through WordPress. And that's on, and then we push it out to my social media channels. So you're saying that I can take over, do, I can't, I can't duplicate a blog. What I need to do is tweak it a little bit and drop it into the medium well, actually, you could duplicate it if you wanted to, but I don't. I always add an introduction and something else, so it becomes a new blog post. Uh, but, yes, you can do it at medium.com. Yeah, and the okay. neat thing there is, again, you can uh, you can create your own special, um, I think they call it, a, um, I forget what it's called now, a publication, I think they call it, where you can actually brand it. So you can call it, I think I call it Book Marketing Success Stories. Okay, so I think that's a great idea. So it's M-E-D-I-U-M dot com. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, so there's a way to enhance, expand what you're doing, everyone. Um, it's it's part of building, it's, it's building your brand. It's building your opportunity for success. And it's really called, is it going to take you a little bit more work? You know, maybe maybe five to ten minutes to tweak that opening paragraph, rearrange your bullet points, rebroadcast, and you're off and running again. John, we're going to take another quick break. Everyone listening to, I know, you can tell it's coming, Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. I'm Judith Bryles, and I'm your book shepherd.
Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential. Color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self-publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers, creating beautiful and well-made books. We're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're talking about you, your success, your book, 
And why not join the billion other authors that book marketing expert John Kramer has worked with over the years? Well, one way you can do it, I can tell you, is you should be attending the Author You Extravaganza, which is going to be August 24th, 5th, and 6th next year and on a special add on actually it's the 23rd john and i and kathy mice are going to be doing a very special advanced book marketing breakthrough session um on the 23rd it's a special add-on the real extravaganza is the 24th and 25th and on the morning of the 26th i mean i think you should turn this into an author's retreat because we've arranged for all of that the facilities are wonderful and we're in Breckenridge, Colorado, which is the mountains. They are glorious in the mountain time. No snow. And um, on the morning of the 26th, staying over for you brunchers, we're going to have a special writing editing workshop with master editor Barb Wilson. So with that said, John, let's kind of flip back. Um, you kind of opened up. I love the idea of medium.com. I'm going to go open up account and start dropping it in. You know, <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, and Medium is a you know it's one of the uh, top websites uh, in the world. So you know you're getting uh, not only you know people can subscribe to your publication and things like that. So it's really you know can have a big impact. It definitely has more traffic than you do, mm-hmm. and and it you know uh, any any of our websites. It's Alexa rank is 312. So you know how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it has millions of visitors every month, and some of them might sneak in and find you because, again, one of the key things on Medium is you can search for any interest you're interested in, and you can find people, and it's a nice place also to find partners. In other words, other people that are writing about the same topic as you that would like to promote you uh, in return for you promoting them. Yes, you scratch your back, I'll scratch ours. You know, we'll we'll do that kind of thing. We'll do both. We'll scratch everybody's. All right. So with that said, John, can you do a switch over? I, I wanted to talk about, you know, kind of what's old, what's new. What else is is uh, new along the line? And and I'm hearing some um, some de-emphasizing. I I had a discussion with Kathy Misa Bublish yesterday. Um, about the whole arena of there's some lessening on the uh, key, using so much of the key words that they're going in some other areas for picking up things. And and I'd love to have your thoughts on all of that. So they're... What are they doing with the dropping keywords or or what are they doing? Not dropping keywords. But it's it's really going into the more segmenting, and I and I think the more tar be more don't be so general with all your keywords where you're trying to use all the, all the words in the world. And so- no, and I never do that. What I do is I write good content for the people that I want to reach, and that automatically includes the keywords. So I don't worry about the keywords at all myself. I, I'm always looking for. You know, is the content good? Is it something worthwhile for for authors and publishers? And then I publish it. Mm-hmm. And the keywords come out of that organically. And I think that's always better. And, and obviously you don't want to, you know, like for me, focusing in on just book marketing is nice, but you also want to talk about, 
you know, novel marketing, uh, poetry marketing, or, or book marketing for, you know, newbies, or book marketing for people that don't like marketing. Those are long-term keywords that actually will help you find the people you really want to reach. Well, and I, you do the same thing, you know, it, it, not just with nonfiction, but fiction. Because, I mean, if you're doing a Regency romance, you know, your key term might be Regency romance. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure even what a Regency romance is. It's just a word I've heard. You know? <laughs> but I, I think they feature things like pirates and, and uh, counts and, uh, you know, earls and things like that. Um so, you know, you'd look for what other kinds of keywords, you know, romance in the 18th century or something like that or 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 love in the 18th century. Or, you know, so you look for other kinds of keywords that people would be looking for. Well, I think to add on to that, John, what they need to be thinking of is to stop thinking like yourself and you need to start thinking about your market and how they're thinking. And if they're in Google and putting in the search box, is they're searching out what kind of words are they going to be using and playing around with instead of and just kidding. Yeah, and that's one thing that uh, where having a Facebook group really helps because you can ask your group or even all your social media, you know, what do you type in when you're looking for help? I uh, love you know, yeah. in, in your particular area. and. You know, doing a poll like that or something like that really does help. Uh, in fact, I saw yesterday on Facebook uh, one woman, she's launching a book uh, in a few days, and she asked, which of these two uh, promotional videos do you like, the short one or the long one? And she put it into, uh, into different groups because you can run a poll in a group. So mm-hmm. if you belong to different Facebook groups, and I belong to about 40 of them, uh, most of them related to books and authors. And the thing is, she can poll and she can find out. And what I said is, neither one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because th- they were boring videos, and her book is a fun book. So I said, you got to create a fun video. Your, your videos are too much uh, like sales and, and boring sales. So you got to make it fun. you got to get people excited about your book. And, you know, I think probably the best book video I ever saw on YouTube thus far is the one where three women were sitting on a chairs reading a novel. And they were laughing their heads off. And, and it was like, you know, 30 seconds of women just laughing and laughing and laughing because the novel was so funny. Uh, you think that I would want to buy that novel? Yeah. You bet. And, and it was just three women sitting there reading the novel. You could see it because there was face out. They were holding it up. And they were reading and they were just laughing and laughing. That was enough to sell me on the book. And how long was the video? Do you remember? It was uh, 30 seconds to a minute. It wasn't that long. It doesn't need to be that long. I mean, you know, how many laughs do you need? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But it it was a very effective video. In fact, I wrote about it and I said, hey, you guys could duplicate this in in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Get three friends to sit down with your books and read it and and react to it and just film their reactions. You you know, you don't have to, you know, uh, my books aren't necessarily funny, but they're, you know, 
they're still interesting. And would they, you know, how would they respond? Would they go, oh, wow. And, you know, even that's good enough of a response. You know, you get a few people going, oh, wow, you know, while mm-hmm. reading your book, that's going to get people going, whoa, I wonder what they read. <laughs> you, you know, I was up at, reactions really do count. The Being able to visually see them, I was up at, uh, uh, we, have about, we have about three minutes to our next break here, but I was up at Thompson Shore speaking at their first, um, what will be an annual Booktoberfest. It was way fun. And one of their board members is the senior VP for Knopf. And um, he, they, they knew that I liked Dan Brown, and they brought out a sign, Dan Brown's latest book signed for me, which I was thrilled to have. And that and when he was talking, he actually had another edition of it that <coughs> he actually held up. He was talking about the quality of book manufacturing and things like that. And he held it up, and he ripped it. And I was sitting in the audience, and I went, I, I did, oh, my God. And he he turned to me and he said, that's exactly what you want to see. That's the reaction that we want to see. (laughs) And that that's, you know, that's the kind of thing. Those kind of reactions, that's a fun tip to do. You don't need that. We're not talking about doing a professional shoot. We're talking about a casual, impromptu, real time, real person um, this is a who, this is an, oh my God, oh my, you know, it could be, for, if, think about what you could do with a horror book, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh. is shrinking down <laughs> 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 and blanching, you know, and all that. Uh, but yeah. you know, it's a simple thing. You can do it with your iPhone. You know, it's not complicated. Most oh, people try to do way too complicated. And so it takes a lot longer. They delay for a lot longer. And whereas they can make something so simple and and they can just get audience reactions and things like that. Um, You know, one of the great things to do is like if you're doing a book signing somewhere and I have a client that's uh, going to book passage at the end of the month and she just sent out an email about it and she's she's going to do tarot card readings for people uh, because her her novels are about uh, tarot or tarot or however you pronounce it. Uh, (laughs) Those are terrific props that people can do and take advantage of. We're going to take our final break coming up with John Kramer, and we're going to get into, I want him to get into um, some newbie ideas as also what, what if we've got a book that's limping along? What can you do to resurrect it in the fabulous 2018? I'm Judith Bryles. It's author you, your guide to book. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these the book shepherding concept is simple the publishing world is changing and so must you You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. 
Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty, with us is the fabulous John Kramer, the author of 1001 Ways to Market Your Books. He's worked with a gazillion authors, and he has been really, you know, really a guiding factor in the mentor them as they have sold a collectively billion, is a B, billion plus um, books. So with that said, John, I asked you a question I wanted to get into that some uh, the, here's some ideas for the newbie author just starting out. So let's recap some of those. And what if you're an old timer? What if you're getting long in the tooth, or maybe your book's long in the tooth, or maybe your book never even got off the ground, so it's a limper? What, what, let's get some strategies for what to do here. Well, the key thing 
always uh, for even newbies or Olympies is that you have to build a tribe. You have to get that uh, those super fans. And the way to do it, the old way, back before the Internet, was that you gave out freebies to build a list, and you promoted that through publicity, and then you sent out a free or low-cost newsletter once a month, something like that, one or two pages, just to keep the people excited about what you were doing. The new way is that you give out freebies to build a list, but you do it through, and you send out the newsletter through email. And ideally, you do a, a weekly newsletter, even if you're doing fiction. You just write about something that, you know, I had this problem, I had this, you know, like for fiction, you could talk about, oh, you know, I ran into a problem with my plotting, and suddenly I wrote myself into a corner, and I was hoping that some of you could help me out. You know, if you want people to buy into your book, ask them to help you with that book. You know, uh, one of the things I did with one of my editions of A Thousand and One Ways is I said, which of these book covers do you like best? And I guarantee you that the people that, you know, I, I gave them two book covers, uh, 80% chose one cover, so I used that as the cover. But those 80% that voted on the cover, I guarantee you at least 80% of them bought the book because they had a piece of the action. They were part of it. Hey, I voted on that cover. That's my cover. Hey. And, you know, so if you can get people involved in your book, helping you give feedback on your characters, uh, or, you know, if you're doing fiction, or feedback on what do you want to learn about baking cookies or, you know, uh, managing a team or whatever your topic is. And, and so you get that. Now, if, if you, uh, what about, do you do content? What, I've seen it certainly enough contest on, on Facebook and stuff. And I've often put in what my my two bits and what my thoughts are, uh, yeah. but you know, and sometimes people don't like what I say. But I mean, I I I think most book covers, especially from the newbies, are too complicated, and yeah. and they they seem to um, not grasp the power of 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 a focal point. Like you know, it, it could be the it could be the title as a focal point, or it could be an image. But then they start getting all this other stuff involved in it, and I've always been amazed. On it gets too convoluted. And do you have any thoughts yeah. on? Well, I think a book cover first and foremost should look designed. It should look like people put some attention into it. And uh, so many uh, people that design their own book covers, it's basically title, subtitle, you know, some image, author's name, all centered. It's boring. It doesn't flow. It doesn't have any dynamism, you know, and I think a, a good cover has some dynamism. It, it draws you in, as you said, to a focal point, and uh, it looks like it's been designed, and Everybody in the media and anybody who deals with books on a regular basis knows the difference between a good book cover and a bad book cover. And whether or not they know it, the good book covers are because they're well designed and they pick up on that. So they know that people have put attention on the book cover. That means that the book is probably inside also done well. Mm -hmm. Which makes a huge difference. And so, you know, if you're a book author and you're limping along, one of the things you might do is change the book cover. 
you know, you can always change the book cover, especially with most authors nowadays using print-on-demand anyway. You can go back and change the book cover. If it's not working, if the book isn't selling that well, make a new book cover. Make it exciting. Make it feel fresh. And then you can rewatch the book because you have a new cover. And if you're, you have a new cover, uh, often you should be putting a new ISBN on it. Yes, you could do that, and that means you really can relaunch the book uh, so that it really has the feeling of something new. So you can take it back to the review media. You can take it back to the bloggers that maybe wrote about your book in the beginning, but now they'll come back and, and they'll see the new cover and they'll go, wow, I like that. And they'll probably be more enthusiastic about writing um, about your book and maybe interviewing you and things like that, you know. If there's one thing that really helps any author, whether they're new, uh, they've been in the business for 10 years, or they're wimping along, is to get out there and speak, get out there and be interviewed, just like you're doing with me right now. Mm -hmm. You know, this interview will help me to sell more books, even though I don't know if you've even mentioned the 1,001 ways to market your books yet. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I did. <laughs> I'm going I'm to bop you on your head. I think I've done it a few times, dude. <laughs> so I think you did mention it. But, you know, that's part of, you know, interviews are great. Uh, being interviewed is much better to me than a review because with an interview, you're really giving good content. You're, you're interacting with the audience in some way, whether it's print or uh, radio or video or whatever. Uh, it does make a difference. And people, when they hear you speak, when they uh, see your interview, that makes a lot of difference. So if a blogger is writing about my book, I don't want them blogging about the book or reviewing it unless they're really enthusiastic about it. I want them to interview me. All right. So and, and what, so what you're doing is that you're saying a, a live type interview, number one, <laughs> that often they're like, you know, I will send you uh, to this for the, the, the post podcast. You're, you'll have the, the master link to this show. What you want to do with it is up to you. You can put it on your website. You could you could blast it out. You could do variables um, with it and you can reuse it with that. So people get, so what you're doing is with a live interview, whether it's, it's people listen to it recorded, of course, later on, if they don't hear you live, is that you're creating grab power. Um, right. Yeah. Which is what I, I kind of, you know, I kind of made that up here, the grab power. So there's two things I would do as a limping author. One is I'd probably change the cover and two, I would get as many interviews as I could. So there you have it, everyone. If you're if you feel like you're in the limping author environment, or maybe you just want to juice some stuff up a little bit, and you've got a POD version of your book, how about doing a new cover design? You know, and then do some interviews. And you need to find out who is doing interviews, whether it's TV, um, which is harder and harder to do. Um, but there's certainly the podcast arena is expansive and mass. Um, and you can do some searches on podcasts that specialize in whatever your expertise or theme is and do a pitch. I mean, that's what I would be doing. Yeah, and then Facebook Live. I mean, there's a lot of people doing Facebook Live, and they're looking for people to interview. Well, golly, I'm one of those. That's right. Well, we, well, we, you know what, John? We need to do some Facebook Lives again. We had fun when we did one. 
Um, you know, and we had, I mean, didn't we had like, we had like a thousand replays out with other people within a very short period of time, the one you and I did. Right, right. Yeah. So that, that's, you know, that's where you're looking for. You're looking for the ripple effect. And I think that from book marketing, people need to think of the ripple effect. Where can it go? And maybe even hook into other channels so you have a new ripple start. How's right. that? How's that for a metaphor? All right. Well, you know, it's one reason that I like Pinterest as a social network because it has the strongest ripple effect of any of the uh, social networks. So, if you you know that then this, so one of the things to reduce, regoose, is maybe if you don't have a Pinterest and a board, maybe you better get over there and do that. Um, That'd for, be fine with me. Uh, I'd be happy to follow you when you get there. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I am on Pinterest, and I do have boards. All right, so, John, mention your uh, group on Facebook and encourage people to go there. What's My group on Facebook is the Book Marketing Success Stories group. Okay, so there you go. So ask to join. Do they need to ask to join that? Uh, they do, um, and uh, I usually respond within the, the day. Okay, there you go. So I love new people in the group, and I love people being active in it. All right, so then I want you all to come over to Judith Bryles Publishing with Book Shepherd and join me and share your news. Ask questions. I mean, it's a great forum. And with that, John Kramer, the author of the fantastic mega bestseller, 1001 Ways to Market Your Books, um, is someone that you could have face-to-face -face time with at the Author You Extravaganza toward the end of August. Information will be on authoru.org as well as bookshepherd.com. Watch for it. Thanks, John, for being Thanks with me. Thanks a lot, Judith. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Happy writing. Happy publishing. We'll see you next week. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week